Thank you, brother. Well, good evening, everyone. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. You don't have to turn there, but it says to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal. Verse 3, a time to kill and a time to heal, as my wife is trying to EQ my voice here. But I really believe what Jonathan just said, I was going to say the same thing. If someone were to ask me, what's the Lord doing at Heart of the Father? I would say he's trying to heal hearts. That's his divine intention for us this season. But as I was praying today, my prayer for you and this body is that we would be willing to surrender. He is trying to heal our hearts. If only we would surrender. I mean, it's, it's really not complicated. It's not some like, I was horrible in math. It's not some complicated, you know, this problem where it's not just letters. It's like numbers involved in, you know, math class. Anybody struggle with math where you had numbers and you go to letters and you're like, what in the world? This is not that. One plus one equals two. Your heart plus Jesus equals freedom. It's really, there's no extra things you got to throw in there. But it really requires our surrender. And so my prayer tonight is that we would just surrender once again. So some of you have expressed you still feel kind of stuck. You don't really know what to do or where to go in this whole process. I'm going to tell you right now, here's what you need to do. Just surrender. Don't try to figure yourself out. Don't try to figure all this, these dynamics out. Just surrender. If you start there, the Holy Spirit will lead you in the right direction. Amen? Okay, so you can open up your booklet here. If you don't have one, please raise your hand, and we'd like to get you one. If, um, yeah, Carissa, thank you. We got Grab like five of them. We're on page 21. You guys like the chapter title for tonight? Control and Manipulation. Uh-oh. Control and Manipulation. <clears throat> if you are wanting to walk in the fullness of God and what He has for you to walk into, you cannot do that if you are preoccupied, if you are busy trying to control people, or if you are under the control of someone else. You cannot walk in the fullness of what the Lord has laid out for your life if you are busy, if you are preoccupied trying to control others, or if you are under the control of another. Okay? Only the Holy Spirit has the right to control you and me. Ephesians 5 talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. That word filled, it gives the impression that whatever fills you, controls you. So it's good that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. That means He can actually use you for His purposes. But if you're filled with the flesh, if you're filled with fear, He can't really use you. It's just kind of 50-50. But the Holy Spirit wants to fill us so that He can control our lives. That's a good thing, okay? Is, is it good to you that the Holy Spirit control you? Right? Are we, are we okay with that, or do we need to go back and, and, and get, okay, get good with God the Father, that He loves you, He cares for you, he, he wants what's best for you, so He gave you the Holy Spirit, okay? <clears throat> Let's read these first uh, two little paragraphs. This is really, really important, because when you talk about control and manipulation, instantly we think Jezebel is just walking right into the room. Okay, so we're going to knock this out the way just so that we can create a safe place where we're not labeling each other Jezebel. Because right now, no one's going to respond to an altar call because you're Jezebel if you come up for control manipulation, right? Like, there's Jezebel right there. We got him, Lord. Right? So, let's read this. Not every person who struggles with controlling and manipulating others has a Jezebel spirit. 
You guys agree with that? Okay. Not every person who is being controlled and manipulated by others is under the attack of a Jezebel spirit. Is that all right? You guys tracking? Saying that someone has this, this spirit simply because they have tendencies to control and manipulate others is immature and can be very damaging. It is one thing to struggle with tendencies to control and manipulate. It is another thing to be labeled a Jezebel spirit. Making this claim is a very serious indictment that should not be thrown around lightly. Okay, so if you're walking around and, oh, someone's trying to control me, oh, they're Jezebel. Don't do that. Okay, look at this next section. This is really important. If you look at 1 Kings you look at the book of Revelation, you look at where Jezebel is mentioned, here are the traits of Jezebel, okay? There's more than just control manipulation. This kind of spirit claims titles and positions, wants a seat of authority. There's sexual seduction, sexual immorality. There's false teaching that leads to idol worship. And otherwise, in other words, this kind of spirit will detract you from looking to God. There's control and manipulation. There's intimidation. There's an unwillingness to repent. And if you look at those two scriptures in 1 Kings and in Revelation, you're going to see these tendencies and probably more. Okay? So if you're wondering, do you have a Jezebel spirit? Well, if you're operating in probably like four out of six of those, or if you're operating in all of those, then okay, yeah, you're probably operating in a Jezebel spirit. But just because you have tendencies to control, manipulate, doesn't mean you're a Jezebel. Okay? If you're married, if you're a guy, we do this. We'll go home to do the dishes so that we can have sex with our wife later. Isn't that, isn't that some kind of form of control, manipulation a little bit? Or maybe you don't tell the full side of the story of something so that the person isn't mad at you or kind of likes you. That's manipulating. So we, we do that, and that's not okay. You guys, know, we know that's not okay. But just because we operated in that doesn't mean Jezebel just filled our lives and filled our hearts, and now we're just a Jezebel full-blown need deliverance. Okay, are you, is that good? Are we good with that? Does that make sense? Okay, so... No one in here, we're not, I'm not giving anyone in here the permission and the right to label someone a Jezebel spirit. Do, do not do that. If you do that, then please come talk to us elders and please have these traits right here that we just read. Have them all listed out and we want examples. We want real examples. Not like, oh, they said something that hurt my feelings, now I feel manipulated. No. Let's talk, is there sexual immorality? Are they intimidating you? Are they teaching false doctrine? Tell us more. What is going on besides them kind of hurting your feelings? Okay, moving on. Control and manipulation. <clears throat> we're primarily tonight, we're going to be, I want you to think about your relationships. I want you to think about your marriage. I want you to think about your relationship with close friends, those who um, are near to you. Even think about some of the relationships you're in that you already know that are just dysfunctional. That are just, you know, something's off, something's not right, something's not okay. So there's three primary um, ways that control manipulation works. If you look in the middle section there, one, two, and three, the first way is through power and force. When we think about control, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind is that there's anger, there's a force, I'm standing over you, I'm trying to get control over you. The second and third way are a little bit more subtle, and we probably don't even notice them. Where someone is so nice and just so sweet that they just, you know, my grandma's just so nice and so sweet, she can get you to do whatever she wants you to do. She's just so nice. You just can't say no to grandma. She loves you so much, but she's so nice and so sweet, she'll get you to do anything. Okay? Next one, playing the victim or being, using weakness. I'm just going to play the victim. I'm going to act like I'm so weak and just, and therefore, I start, you know, telling you my story and I, then I can get you to do whatever I want you to do. 
Beware of those three tendencies. There's power, there's force. There's being nice and very sweet. And then there's being playing the victim card and showing weakness. And we use those, th- those three types of things to get, to get our way. I'm going to get you to do what I want to do. And I'll, if, if force doesn't work, then okay, I'll try being nice this time. It'll be really sweet. Okay, it doesn't work, then I'm just going to have a, woe is me, the victim card. Oh, I'm so weak, I just can't seem to do it. And when someone is operating in control manipulation, what they're trying to do is that they are trying to influence or affect your mind, your will, your emotions. This is the issue that God has with control and manipulation is that you, when you are operating in control manipulation, you are violating someone's personal space. Yes. Come on. You are violating their mind, their will, and their emotions. If you are under the control and manipulation of someone else, they are violating your personal space, your mind, your will, your emotions. And that's not the Father's best for you. That's not his plan for you. So let me just make a couple statements here. Number one, you are never given permission to control and manipulate another person. You're never given permission to do that. Did Jesus ever do that? Did he have to force? Did he have to play super nice or play the victim in order to get someone to do what he wanted them to do? Jesus never had to do that. Second statement is that you are actually powerless to change someone. So you think that if you get in control, you can actually change the situation, you can change the person. Er, You can't do that. You can't change them. Now, you can get them to submit to you, but guess what? Their Their heart is far from you. They'll do what you say, but there's no heart connection. You can't change them. Think about when someone's controlling you and you know it. Is your heart connected to them? No. But then you try to do it and it works? No, it doesn't work that way. And the second, the third statement, it is best that the people around me and you be under the control and the influence of the Holy Spirit. It is best for my wife and my children to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer. Lord, I just pray they would be under your influence, under your control more than mine. Yeah, I think I'm some great leader and I'm this and that. I'm Christ-like. I'm good, Lord. No, no, no. Lord, they need to be under your influence. They need to be filled with your spirit. Your spouse, your friends, your coworkers, your boss, whoever, your children, they need the Lord. They don't need you. If they, are, if they are just consumed with what you're thinking, that's not okay. They should be consumed with what the Father is thinking. Think about Jesus' life. He was never under the control manipulation of anyone. Even when he gets handed over to the devil. The devil is like, I got him. I'm in control now. And Jesus is like, no, you're not. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. You may, it may look like you're in control, but actually the Father's in control of my life. So no matter what situation Jesus was in, he was always under the control of the Father. Always. Even though it looked bad, it looked rough, it looked good, it looked nice, it didn't matter what it looked like, Jesus always walked in obedience to the Father. Therefore, nobody else could control and manipulate him. There's only one who could control him, and that's the Father. That's why he was able to say, I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what he's saying. And that's what we're called to do. So tonight, what I'm trying to help us to step into is that we want to be father pleasers. We only want to do what he wants us to do. That's the highest goal. We're doing what the father commands us to do in his word. And sometimes that looks like submitting to our spouse. Looks like getting on the same level with our children and listening to them. Looks like a lot of different things. But if we start there and say, God, you, I give you permission, I give you control of my life. What do you want me to do? Let's start there.
Leviticus 25, verse 17 at the bottom, it says, do not take, this is page 21, do not take advantage of each other. That's controlling, manipulating. Don't do that, the Lord says. But fear God. I am the Lord, your God. 1 Thessalonians, that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother. Okay, so we're going to read through these next two sections. We're going to read through these. This is really important because this is going to help you maybe see if you are controlling someone or if you're under the control of someone. So I want you to think about close relationships. I want you to think about your spouse. Are you thinking about your friends, your work, co-workers, your children? So indicators that you're being controlled and manipulated. So let me read this in first person. So I am being controlled and manipulated when, and these things we are going through here, these things should be consistently if it happened like once every six months, okay, that's, you're not being controlled and manipulated. If it's happening once a year, no, no, no. This, if this is happening daily, weekly, these things are functioning in your relationships, yeah, there's definitely some control manipulation going on. All right, so I'm being controlled and manipulated when my good feelings about who I am stem from being liked by you. Or when my good feelings about who I am stem from receiving approval from you. If you need people to like you, if you need their approval, there's probably somewhat of an unhealthy relationship. You should be growing in a trend where the Father's approval is enough. God's approval, Him liking you, is good enough. I'm being controlled and manipulated when my self-esteem is bolstered or built up by solving your problems or relieving your pain. I'm being controlled and manipulated when your struggles affect my serenity. If anytime your spouse is in a bad mood and it just blows up the whole week, okay, that is a form of manipulation and control. Spouse, stop doing that. That's not fun to be around. If you had a bad day in the week, you just blow up the whole week. I'm being controlled and manipulated when all my mental attention is focused on solving your problems or relieving your pain. I'm being controlled and manipulated when all my attention is focused on pleasing and protecting you. Or when all my mental attention is focused on doing things your way. I'm being controlled and manipulated when I have to tiptoe around you. How many of us do that? Just kind of tiptoe? Feel like we can't really share, can't really be ourselves, so we just tiptoe. All right, you got it, you got it. When you do that, you need to say, hold on, wait. Wait. They're controlling and manipulating me, whether they realize it or not, and maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's because you're allowing it. I'm being controlled and manipulated when my own hobbies and interests are put aside or when all of my time is spent sharing your interests and hobbies. I'm being controlled and manipulated when my clothing and personal appearance is dictated by your desires. Number 12, I'm being controlled and manipulated when relationally I'm not aware of how I feel because you tell me how I feel. <laughs> That's real. Someone, someone, you know, I mean, unless you got discerning of spirits and you could just know what, you know what the deal is, but most of the time, if someone's telling you how you feel, that's a, that's a red flag. They may be right, that's okay, but you should know how you feel. Right? Next one. I'm being controlled and manipulated when I am not aware of, of how you feel because you won't tell me how you feel. So I won't tell my wife how I feel so that she can feel bad all day. She can feel guilty. She has a sensitive conscience, so if I'm having a rough day, she's going to be like, oh, man, like she's going to be like wanting to help me. But if I don't tell her, that's manipulating. 
I'm like ruining her day because of my day's bad. 14, I'm controlling, I am being controlled and manipulated when I have to assume what you like or dislike. I'm being controlled and manipulated when all my hopes and dreams are linked to you. Are these hitting home for anyone? All of them. (laughs) I'm being controlled and manipulated when I fear that you will expose me if I don't do what you say. I'm being controlled and manipulated when I have to be extremely careful of what I say and do, otherwise you reject me. I'm being controlled and manipulated when your outburst of anger determines what I say or do. I'm being controlled and manipulated when I'm afraid and uncertain of how you will react when I express my honest opinion. If you are in a relationship with someone and you can't be fully honest with them, especially if you're married, I'm going to put it out there, for married couples, you have to be able to be honest with each other. If you can't be honest with each other, that means there's a breach of trust. That means there's some dysfunction there. And it may require you involving a third party. Us elders are available to help. But if you feel like you can't share your honest opinion without your spouse blowing up and just, you don't love me, look what I've done for you. Uh Uh-oh, there's more control manipulation coming out. You should be able to share how you really feel in a safe context. So for the husbands, I want to encourage you to make sure you create a safe place for your wife to share. And it's probably even more important for the wives to do that because Barry is so right. Men have fragile egos. We are fragile. Okay, I know we act tough and whatever. I'm telling you, we are fragile. If, if you, if you a spouse, if you say something that just hits our crawl, gets in our crawl space, oh, man, we are in trouble. It's, it's so important to create a safe relationship where someone can be honest and vulnerable with you and you not attack them. Number 20, I'm being controlled and manipulated when letting you down makes me feel guilty, fearful, or worthless. In other words, I can't tell you guys no. If you guys give me all your thoughts and opinions about how service should be ran and all this stuff, and I just can't tell you no because then you feel guilty, you feel, fear, you feel worthless, you feel like Brandon don't like me, that's not okay. 21, I am being controlled and manipulated when I use giving as a way of feeling safe in our relationship. I'm being controlled and manipulated when my social, social circle is managed by you. I'm being controlled and manipulated when I can't think on my own and form my own thoughts. I'm being controlled and manipulated when I put my values aside in order to connect with you. That number 24 there, if you're single and you get into a dating relationship and you have to put your values aside in order to be with someone, guys, that is not a healthy relationship. Especially if you're going to act like you're not a Christian to hang out with so-and-so. No. That's not good. 25, I'm being controlled and manipulated when I value your opinion in a way of doing things more than my own. I'm being controlled and manipulated when I don't have the option of telling you no. Do you you have the option of telling people no? Your spouse, your friends? You should be able to tell them no. 27, last one, or no, a couple more here. I'm being controlled and manipulated when you make me feel like I can't do anything right. I'm being controlled and manipulated when I feel the need to hide and keep secrets. I'm being controlled and manipulated when the quality of my life is in direct relation to the quality of yours. And last one. 
I'm being controlled and manipulated when my will is swallowed up by your will. So when someone makes you believe that you are not free to think your own thoughts, to live out your own will, to feel your own emotions, then you are being controlled and manipulated. God created you with a mind. He created you with a will. He created you with emotions. You should be able to feel and think and make choices for yourself. Even, I'll say this, even if it's an ungodly choice. Even if you know that person is going the wrong way and they're turning their back on Jesus, I have to let you make that decision. If I don't let, allow you to make that decision and I tell you you need to stay at this church and serve the Lord, well, you can show up and still not serve the Lord and your heart be so far from Him. And all your heart does is it gets hard. It's really hard. But... If I allow you to make your own decision and you go out into the world and life sucks and it's horrible, maybe your heart will soften. It won't be hard anymore because you've gotten to, you've chose your own way. You've made your own choice. Can't be mad at me. That was your decision. Right? So you should be free to make those decisions. And just to put it out there, as an eldership team, we will allow you all to make your decisions. If you want to come to Church at Heart of the Father ministry, praise God. If you don't want to, we bless you in Jesus' name. Go where God has called you. No, we're not forcing. We're not get, we are not getting into this game where you have to come here, and we've got to chase you around, and we've got to call you and text you, where you been? We're not getting into that, Okay. That doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. <clears throat> okay, let's take, a, let's take 30 seconds here. I just want you to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, am I being controlled and manipulated in any of my relationships? Okay. Next section here, I just want to make a brief reminder, okay? These things should be consistently. If these are consistently in your life, okay, don't go home and say, honey, you did this to me a couple years ago, one time, you're a controller. Don't do that, okay? We're talking consistently if these are happening in your relationship with your spouse or your friends. Okay, indicators that you are controlling and manipulating others. These are consistently as well. So the first one, you are controlling and manipulating others when you give ultimatums or make threats. You're controlling and you're manipulating when you blame others for bad things happening to you. You're controlling and manipulating others when you get angry because you didn't get your way. You're controlling and manipulating others when your love and acceptance are conditional. If you do this, then I'll love you. If you do that, then I'll accept you. That's controlling, that's manipulating. You are controlling and manipulating others when you intimidate others to get them to do what you want. Or, number six, when you ignore other people's personal boundaries. If someone tells you no and you do it anyways, that's a violation. <clears throat> you are controlling and manipulating others when you make them earn your trust. 
you may say, well, no, I don't do that. Well, let me ask you, how far does someone have to go to get your trust? Like, what all do they have to do in order just to have a cordial friendship relationship with you? Do people have to earn your trust? And if so, how hard do they have to work? Do I have to earn your trust? If so, how hard do I have to work? If that's the case for you, it would be, I think it'd be kind of common courtesy to let me know. Because I could think, hey, we have a great relationship, and you're like, uh uh-uh, we're not even on first base here. You got to work a lot harder. Let me know that, and then so I can kind of gauge, okay, well, how much do I need to invest here? You are controlling and manipulating others when you have unspoken expectations of them or when you verbally and or physically abuse them. You're controlling and manipulating others when you make them feel guilty for hanging out with other people. It's okay that you're not the center of attention. It's okay that I'm not the center of attention. You are controlling him. And let me say this. I remember there, was, there were times where Allison would go out and hang out with her girlfriends, and she'd have a blast. And I'd be like, well, I feel like you don't have fun with me. Why is it about me? Like, just rejoice. She had fun. Have fun, boo. Just don't spend all the money on shopping. <laughs> oh, you don't. No, you don't. But, like, it's not about me. Her having a good time with her friends, don't make it about me. Make it about her. She had fun. I'm going to rejoice because she had a blast. Number 10, or number 11, you are controlling and manipulating when you criticize them, even for small things. We talked about a critical spirit last week. 12, you are controlling and manipulating others when you tell someone, when you tell them how they should feel and or think about something. All right? That's huge. Especially when you get talking about some theology, something you're passionate about, even like for something as dumb as sports. Like, no, Steph Curry's the best. And I'm going to tell you all these reasons why you need to believe what I believe. Or, I mean, theology. We just get in tiffs, and if someone doesn't, you know, agree with me, then I don't like you anymore. <clears throat> I'm angry at you. Guys, that's a, that's a sign, that's a red flag that you are trying to control, manipulate them, and you realize you're losing. You realize you can't control them, so you get upset. I can't get you to think the way I want you to think. It frustrates me. That's what you're saying. It's okay if someone doesn't think the way you think. Thirteen, you are controlling and manipulating others when you apply pressure to get someone to make the decision you want them to make. Fourteen, you're controlling and manipulating when you make others feel indebted to you. Or, fifteen, when you blow up situations so that no one wins. Well, if I can't get my way, y'all ain't getting your way. We just blow the bridge. We're 16. You're controlling and manipulating when you say things that are passive aggressive. I've learned if you say something passive aggressive to me, most likely I'm just going to disregard it. And I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Some people, they kind of get in tips or whatever, but or if it does bother me, I'll just come and ask you, like, hey, you said this. What do you mean? But passive-aggressive, that's just a, that's someone who is, once again, trying to get control. They're not getting in control, so they just kind of throw stuff out there. 17, you are controlling and manipulating others when you are spying, snooping, or stalking someone. How many times do you have to look through their phone? I mean, is every day I look through their phone? If that's the case, then just go ahead and say, hey, I don't trust you. That's why I'm doing it. 
Just don't do it and act like, oh, I love you. I trust you. Let me just see it real quick. No, no. Say, hey, I'm struggling to trust you about a certain situation. Be, be honest. Be specific. And then let them know that's why I'm looking through your phone. If Allison comes to me and wants to look through my phone, okay. But if it's every day, I'm going to say, hey, so what are you trying to get at? Like, are you, are you, do you think I like someone? you think uh, there's something going on here? At least tell me so then we can work on this. 18, you are controlling and manipulating when you don't allow someone to speak their mind. Uh, you're controlling and manipulating when you make someone feel that they don't measure up to you. You are controlling and manipulating others when you continue to say, text, or email things that make the other person feel uncomfortable. You are controlling and manipulating others when you lie or fabricate. Last one. You are controlling and manipulating others when you do whatever it takes to make sure that their will is swallowed up by your will. Okay, so when you make others believe that they are not free to think their own thoughts, live out their own will, and feel their own emotions, then you are controlling and manipulating them. So if someone comes up to you after this and starts sharing with you how they feel and they believe you're controlling and manipulating them, and you blow up, and you get angry, they're probably right. Just going to put it out there to you. Okay, let them be free to think and believe what they need to. If you want a functional, healthy relationship, you, you have to do this. Let people feel, think, decide on their own. You can give counsel. You can give some wisdom if they ask. But if they don't ask, don't start sharing. Okay, so some of the roots of control manipulation so this is some of the reasons why you control others or why you allow others to control you. Number one, fear. So I'm going to control you because I'm afraid of something. I'm afraid things will get out of control. I'm afraid you're going to treat me how so-and-so treated me. So if I just dominate you, everything will be under control. Well, nothing to be afraid about. Or if you're under the control of someone, you're afraid to get out of their control because they're going to get you. They're going to verbally abuse you, physically abuse you. They're going to gossip about you. They're going to do something to come after you. So you're afraid to get from underneath their control. There's fear. You don't want to disturb any peace. The second thing, comfort. Okay, I control you because it's most comfortable to me. I feel at peace. I feel at ease. Everything is just how it needs to be. All of you just sitting exactly in your seat, and I'm in control here. <sighs> I love that. I control because I like comfort. I'm a creature of comfort. You are a creature of comfort. If you are controlling and manipulating, it's because you want comfort. If you are under the control and manipulation of another and you're remaining there, it's because of comfort. What would it be like if I actually have to do things on my own? If I have to take responsibility? If I have to stand up to the person? I'd just rather be comfortable. I'll just stay manipulated and controlled. It's okay. Well, remember, if you want to walk in the fullness of what the Father has for you, then you have to get out from under control manipulation. And you also have to stop controlling and manipulating others. Number three, self-protection. When, when, when the rubber meets the road, self-protection is huge. We, at, at any and all costs, we need to protect self. So if you start getting your way in, in our relationship and you're infringing upon something, if you're getting close to the pain that's in my heart, if you're getting close to secret sin in my life, 
I'm going to start controlling and manipulating the situation because I need to protect self. I need to, I must, I'll do it at any cost. And it's the same if you're under the control manipulation of someone else. You have to protect self. Will self be safe outside of control? Will self be safe doing things your way? Self-protection. Let me tell you, self-protection is not the best protection. God's protection is the best protection. If you think you, you protecting yourself is what's best, you're going to get hurt, it's, you're going to get bruised, you're going to be depressed. I mean, all this negative stuff is going to be involved in that. But if you are in God's protection and God says, I want you to get out from under the control manipulation of so-and-so, then you must believe you are stepping into his protection. And it doesn't matter if they start slandering you, if they start cursing you, they beat you up physically, they, whatever. If God says you are best taken care of under his protection, Psalm 91, under the shadow of his wings, then I would encourage you to get there. Number four, why you are controlling others or others are controlling you is because there's demonic oppression or allegiance. This is typically because there's so, there's so much pain in your heart that's unresolved and undealt with that the enemy has found a way into your life. And any time someone gets too close, you start, there's a, literally a manifestation, a demonic manifestation where you get control however you can. It don't matter if it hurts the person or not, you have to get in control. Or if you feel like there's no way, Brandon, I'm telling you, there's no way I can get out from under their control. There's no way. If you say that, then probably because there's a demonic connection. There's a demonic allegiance to this person that you just, for some reason, can't seem to get out from under. I don't, it doesn't matter if it's your mom, your dad, your spouse. If you feel like you just can't make decisions and get, have your own mind, feel your own emotions and make your own decisions, if you can't do that because you just, there's something in the way, it's probably demonic. And usually when, there's, when, there's, when the demonic, when demonic spirits are involved in control manipulation, one way to tell is that there's typically a lot of confusion. Where it's, it's just always a swirl, like, okay, what are you thinking? I don't know what you're thinking. What are you doing? What am I doing? Uh. I mean, like, you can't tell the full story because there's so many missing pieces. It's just this web of, like, everything going on. And you try to tell someone the story, and it's like, they're like, hold on, can you tell me the story again? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. There's always this web of confusion. The devil loves when there's confusion and missing pieces and half-truths, and a little bit of this story, a little bit of that story, and it's all just kind of put together. Okay, let's ask the Lord. Lord, who am I controlling, and who am I manipulating? Okay. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like for um, all of us, we are going to pray. I wrote down, I typed down a prayer that I would, I'm going to say, and we're all going to repeat it. If you don't want to, you don't have to. I'm not trying to control, manipulate you right now. All right? Um, yeah, I'll force you. You're going to do this, guys, all right? I'm in control. Um, so... Here's what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to ask you all to stand up and space out around the room, okay? If you want to be next to your spouse, you can. If you want to distance, whatever. Friends, whatever. But, um, Grace, if you want to play just a little bit of music, nothing too, um, too loud. But we're just going to, you're going to repeat this prayer after me. And um, it may be, actually, no, it may be good if you're not standing behind a chair because after we, we're, there's two prayers. We're going to pray the first prayer, and then I want us, we're going to take a step forward just as a sign that we're coming out from under control. And then we're going to take another step forward, so we'll end up taking two steps, 
they'll mean something. And so prayer one is about you being under the control of someone else. So if the Lord, if you feel like you already know whose control you're under, then we're going to, you're going to state that person's name. You don't have to scream it. Probably shouldn't scream it. Maybe just (laughs) whisper it lightly. Okay. But you'll just say that person's name just one time in this first prayer. And then it'll be generalized. Uh, we'll just say the word them, okay? So we're not you know, repeatedly saying their name. That'll be prayer one. So prayer one here, if you are under the control of someone, we're gonna, corporately, we're going to step out of this, okay? If you, if you feel like you're under the control of someone, if you feel like you're under the control of the eldership team here, if it's me, it doesn't matter who it is. If you feel like, man, I just feel like I'm under their control, Lord, I just need to get from out of that, and I want to be in, under your control. Okay. I'm just going to pray first, and then I'll let you know when you can repeat after me. Father, we come before you tonight in the name of Jesus, and God, we surrender to you tonight. Father, we want to surrender to your will. We want to surrender to what is best for us. Father, I want to surrender to what is best for me and for others, and God, only you know. And so we come tonight to surrender to your will and not to the will of another. Father, your will, your ways, your purposes, we want it to be about you. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you deliver us? Would you set us free tonight? Would you set us on the right path tonight? I just pray for the power of deliverance and being set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay, so now here's where you can repeat after me if you'd like. Father, I confess that I've been under the control and manipulation of fill in the blank. I repent for allowing myself to remain here. I repent for living in fear, for trying to keep the peace, for living in fear, for allowing the devil's influence into my life. I repent for my part in these things. Father, I break agreement with the lie that I must remain in their control. I break agreement with the lie that I must remain under their manipulation. Right now, I choose with the help of the Holy Spirit to step out of being controlled and manipulated by them. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross and for releasing the power for me to be set free from being controlled and manipulated by them. I choose to come into agreement that it is best for me to be under the control of the Holy Spirit. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Now take a step forward. Just take a moment. Just taste freedom from Jesus. You are no longer under the control. The devil does not have control over you. 
We're one step closer to being under the complete control of the Father. Okay, this next prayer we're going to pray is for those of us who are controlling and manipulating other people. Those of us who are controlling and manipulating our spouse, our friends, our boss, our children. We just can't seem to let go. Who are you controlling? Who are you trying to manipulate? Who are you trying to get power over? Here we go. Father, I confess that I've been controlling and manipulating fill in the blank. I've used power and force. I've tried being nice and sweet. I've played the victim and used weakness in order to get my way. I have no right to control and manipulate them. I repent for my part in these things. Father, I break agreement with the lie that I must control them. I break agreement with the lie that controlling and manipulating them is right. And I come into agreement that you know what's best for them. That you are in control so I don't have to be. I trust you. I trust you. Fill my heart with faith in you. And right now, I choose, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to stop controlling and manipulating them. I choose to come into agreement that it is best for me and for them that they be under the control of the Holy Spirit. Fill them with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Now step forward. All right, I just want you to, right now in your heart, just believe that you are stepping into the control of the Father. And I want you to just to believe in your heart that the people that you used to control are now under the control of the Father and under His care. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you that he showed us what it's like to live free. And he didn't only show us, but he, by way of the cross, released the power for us to be set free. That we don't have to be under the control and manipulation of others, and we don't have to control and manipulate others. Lord, I just declare that this body here at Heart of the Father Ministry, Lord, we have forfeited our rights to control other people and to manipulate, it, manipulate them. God, we give over our rights to do that. And Lord, we give you full permission. We give room for you. We give way for you in your leadership. We invite your leadership here into this fellowship. We invite your leadership into this body, and we say we trust your ways. You know what's best. We do not know what's best, but you do. So we ask for your leadership. We ask for the control of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you that when he controls us, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is produced in our lives. 
the essence of love in 1 Corinthians 13 is released into our lives. In Jesus' name. Okay, make your way back to your seat just for a moment. I want to... Okay, now, I want to say this. Just because you're free to not be under the control manipulation of another does not give you the right to be a rebel. (laughs) To be a rebel. No, no, no. God didn't set you free to be a rebel. He set you free to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, to walk in love. So you can be free and walk in in the fruit of the Spirit and walk in love. And even if it feels like, and even if someone really is controlling and manipulating you, guess what? Hopefully now you have the revelation that it's okay because at the end of the day, Father, let your will be done. And if it's your will, that you deliver me over to some things that aren't good? Okay. Though I walk through the valley, the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. It's okay. It's okay if it seems like the devil has his way in my life. It's okay. I totally trust you, Father. So look in the section, page 24. Finding freedom from control manipulation. I, I just want to make a couple, two, a couple brief comments and we'll be out of here. You can let the music kind of play, boo, if you want. If you want. I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what to do. <laughs> but you better turn it on. <laughs> okay, so this is really important. So, okay, you, you feel like you're, you want to be free from some relationships. Number three, set up healthy boundaries. Okay, this is, this is really important. So if you, if you find yourself that you kind of control people, this might help you here, this tip, okay? If you, if you have a tendency just to kind of do that and you're controlling, instead of like demanding, learn to ask questions. So instead of telling them what to do, ask them. It's really simple. Instead of for, you bet... Do this, do that. No, just ask them. Just ask them. And if you tend to be the one who's being controlled, then you need to learn how to say no. Okay? It may hurt for you to hear me say this, but you're being controlled because you didn't learn how to say no. They're controlling you more and more because you never said no. So you need to learn how to say no. Okay? And, and you don't have to give all these reasons why you don't want to. You just say no. Okay. Number four, get around healthy people. Okay, so hopefully this is why you're here tonight. And this is why you're coming here. We want to get healthy. Okay, hopefully there's somebody in the room that is healthy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm all right. You can try, check me out for a little bit. I mean, but hopefully we're stepping towards being healthy people, okay? And then number five, this is really important, okay? Strengthen your spirit. Strengthen your inner man by prayer and the word, okay? Because here's the thing. If you tend to be a controlling person, that means you have a tendency to be strong in the flesh. Your carnal nature is pretty strong, and you just can't seem to control it. Therefore, you just overexert yourself. You're pretty weak in yielding to the Holy Spirit. And if you're a controlee, if you've been under the control for quite some time, praying in the Spirit to strengthen your inner person is really important because you need to have a spiritual backbone. Okay, you got to put... Put your pants on, put your belt on. All right, maybe you can poke your chest out a little bit and just, no. 
probably shouldn't do all that, but you know, you get, you get the point. Because if people tend to control you easily, yeah, it's because you, you don't say no. But if you pray in the Spirit, if you look at God's Word, His Spirit will strengthen you to be able to stand up and say no. Yes. Yeah, well, I think you just tell them, like, hey, mom, dad, I, I really do love you, and I appreciate you, um, but you can't do that. And if they choose to not? Yeah, if they get upset, that's, that's on them. Yeah, so I'm going to, for the sake of the recording, I'm going to repeat what she just said, but she asked the question, how do you honor your mom or dad if they're asking you to do something or telling you to do something? And if they're controlling and manipulating you, yeah, yeah, I would, you got to have the conversation. I would not jump out in these conversations saying, you're controlling, you're manipulating, you better, don't do that. Just say, hey, so I just want to bring this up to you. I would like if you would ask me if I wanted to come, I, I don't, you don't need to tell me what to do. And you can do it in a, you know, in a nice way. You ain't got to be all, get all fired up and worked up and go work out before you go so you're all pumped up and ready to go. Don't do all that. You can still walk in a spirit of gentleness and tell somebody no. You're welcome. All right. Bless you. Y'all are free to go. Just release you right now in the name of Jesus. If anyone wants prayer, you feel like you still feel a little stuck or got some confusion going on, please come. Please come. We will pray for you. Otherwise, you can be released in Jesus' name.